Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Oh my god starting this podcast with like that that's the, almost a senior moment what is when you have your flashlight on your iphone and you don't realize oh it's so embarrassing that feels like a senior moment like what i would call a senior moment i'm not calling myself senior but that feels yeah. like a you snipered yourself oh with my that god glowing dot in your pocket fuck you know when you like people start taking out their phones to look at menus and shit yes uh, i might be getting there i might be getting there no. Sometimes it feels like I need a little assistance Well, in a restaurant to see the menu sometimes. Restaurants have gotten as dark as the last episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> so is that what you mean? Like how dark they are so you can't see the menu? Do you really feel it's so you can't see the prices because everything's so fucking expensive nowadays? I almost do. Like mood lighting <laughs> just became dour and bleak. Like, yeah. I don't know. The worse the world gets, the less lighting people are using. <laughs> so we just can't see how upsetting everything is. So like, let's just bring it all down. Bring all the lighting down and everything so they can't tell how much CGI we're using in movies and how much stuff costs on menus and how terrible we all look because we're all so upset all the time. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> like like the CIA, FBI, and um, LAPD all released yeah. a joint statement to the elites that we're, gonna, were like, we're using less lights now. Yeah, we're going to make it dark because it's literally dark. So figurative, <laughs> no, figuratively, figuratively and literally, whatever. It's dark. Shit's dark. Shit's dark. <laughs> Sign the president. We can't um, criticize <laughs> the government on here, though, because we learned in last week's episode that if we criticize the government... The technology overlords come for us. They shut it down. That's so true. And we are doing like some techie gift guide stuff today. Yeah, so we can't so have those break this, because they all work great and we're fans of them. This is a criticism free zone for government, God, tech, and um, anyone else that could possibly shut us down. But you know what I will <laughs> criticize? It's my own family. Yeah, there we go. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Home Hanukkah. for the holidays. Hanukkah. All of the times to celebrate all of the things with all of your family and friends. Yeah. Also, itchy ears, evidently. I got a cut on it. And I can't stop playing with the scab. Oh. Because I don't want to have a scab on my ear because then I think everyone is going to look at it because my ears stick out. Okay. So if my ears stick out and I have a scab on it, people are really going to make fun of my my face. Well, you know how to make scabs go away is by picking at them. And eating them. That's, oh, my God. <laughs> because then oh, you... Oh, no. I think it's important. It makes I've you stronger. i about this on here. I feel like you have. Yeah. I just blocked it out. You got to eat your scabs because those are your healing cells oh, God. doing their best. So reincorporate them into their body, into your body. You know, if someone did a scan of my brain before Weed and Grub and after Weed and Grub, before starting this podcast with you and after, they would find that after there are spaces in my brain that are just like... If you ever look at a map, this is going to make you crazy, but if you ever look at a map of aquaculture where salmon farms have existed, there are these dark patches that salmon farms leave in, like they're very bad for the ocean, basically. There are these anoxic layers. I feel like my brain has these patches in weed and grub moments where you're like, and I eat my scabs. And I'm just like, and there's just a dark zone where it just it went and I just forgot about it. Are they called the obnoxious layers? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Biology jokes from Mike. Fuck Yes. Because it's obnoxious. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Picking your scabs and eating them? I think it makes sense. I, listen, if you're starving on a mountainside after your entire soccer team just crashed into a cliff, 
eating your scabs. Sure. Yeah. Low key, low key uh, cannibalism. I mean, it's cannibalistic. No, but it's also like, okay, truly think about it. Do you eat your you own have, jizz? Uh, I've tried it, but I don't really like the taste or the consistency. <laughs> so that's not like for kind me. Kind of hypothetical. <laughs> every dude's had a taste. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I guess we've all tasted our own stuff, Come right? Come on, every dude's had a taste. Producer Mark, yo, thumbs up. We're not getting. Oh my god, both producer Mark and producer Alex are shaking their heads out there. They're like, not How do you going expun- there. You expect somebody else to swallow it without knowing what the heck they're swallowing? How dare you all? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, says producer Mark. How dare you How all? How dare you? Yeah, wow. it's true. Okay. Unbelievable. All right. I, I respect and appreciate that about you, Mark. Mike. So yeah. it sounds like you <laughs> appreciate Mark's non-commitment no, no. I, I, to his body more than mine. I think being bio-curious about how things taste and smell is very fucking reasonable and human and real. Yeah. Yeah. I've eaten my own scabs. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. They're gummy. They're chewy. Oh, and God. Okay. Let's not get into the Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus you're right. You're right. I'm going to vomit. I'm just going to say for the final time because I <gasps> haven't finished the sentence. Okay. They are creating and repairing your body. They're regenerating new skin. They are healing you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So taking that little manhole cover and reincorporating it into your regenerative DNA and giving yourselves back that energy and mitochondria makes sense to me because then you are one complete ecosystem and unit and you're not depleting resources. You're not losing um, all of the natural resources that your body has. You're reincorporating them and recycling them in yourself. Got it. Reuse, recycle, reduce. Just like monkeys eating their own poop. Probably, they honestly. Do. Some yeah, of them I know do. They, do. they recycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's stuff in there. There was you know? a great, um, I had a wonderful moment that will lead into some holiday stories. Wait a minute, stories you had a problem with moment. me talking about scabs and then I, this is I'm going to talk about monkey eating with? their own feces <laughs> and that's how we're starting this holiday podcast from Weed and Grub, a hot holiday app. Okay. Monkeys eat their own poop. Here's how I know. Because I saw it happen once and it was fantastic because I was on a tour of the Dublin Zoo with my dad and it was so, uh, it was a great day. I had a great day with my dad at the Dublin Zoo and we got to the monkey enclosure it wasn't even an enclosure. They were just on an island with some trees because this particular type of monkey wouldn't cross water. So there's just a little body of water around there. And there was a monkey hanging from a branch. I don't know what kind of monkey they were, but he was hanging from a branch and he just pooped in his own hand and just ate it like it was a just a f- snack. And it was just such a fantastic moment. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Would could would we all be able to poop in our own hands and eat it? It would be a much better world. What's separating us and the monkeys? Not, very, very not little. eating our shit, but like it, what is the do you know? Well, the thing with the them separation? is like their, their actual digestion is like they're re-ingesting it because there's stuff that comes out in that version of their poop that they haven't fully digested yet. Oh. I think whatever their dietary thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I am <laughs> mostly monkey. <laughs> I'm mostly monkey. Look yeah. at my ears. Look I don't think your ears Producer stick out Mark, at all. Flip over to this one. I think you've got great ears, Look Mike. Look at these. Come yeah. on. That, that you have great ears. I, they're monkey ears. You got a great head. You've seen a chimpanzee. I have the same diameter ear and stick out ability of a chimpanzee, and I always have. And I, um, I just like I'm so base and hairy. Like I am more monkey. Like I'm lucky that I'm human. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this sperm really like finessed its way <laughs> across the VIP line somehow to create this. 
you got a back alley wristband and just came right up and you're like, Hey, Hey, let me in. Hey. They're like, Oh, he looks like he belongs here. You look at that wristband real close. Mm -mm. Not a VIP. No, it's not. It's (laughs) the same color, but it is like tied with a double knot. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm a back alley wristbander right here with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like that weird mylar ripoff. Yeah. Totally. Like the like the trap bags that you get on the black market when they're like, oh, you know, we just took this branding that someone spent a million dollars on and replicated it super cheap, ordered in bulk from wherever. Yeah, exactly. That's me. Yeah. I'm I'm the uh I'm the street version <laughs> of myself. For oh sure. my god, I love it. Okay. Well, listen, we're in the time machine with this episode. I have to go home to Newfoundland for 10 days to deal with some family stuff. And so we are recording this very fun, loose kind of moose app to celebrate the halls, tell some holiday stories, and make some gift guide recommendations for some stuff that we have come across that has come across our uh podcasting studio desk in this year, or just things that we love, things that we think you people you love might love as some suggestions for any holiday shopping or gift giving you might do this year. Absolutely. And that's what this is. This is a moose, um, a fun time celebrating and also telling some, I wanted to start by telling some uh, holiday horror stories. Oh, I got a bunch. Because I thought that would be fun and interesting because everyone has them, right? That time that Aunt Marge got so drunk that she made out with your fiance or whatever the fuck. Oh my God. I have some horror stories. Yo. You do too. I do. I do. hit me with some. Okay. I wanted to start with one that I just think is very representative of my entire family. We had a... Um, oh, wait, I have two. Which one should I start with? Oh, this is a cute picture of us, too. Okay. I'm all over the place. Scattered. Scatterbrain. Scattershot. What's going on? What? Which one are you going to tell first? Well, I'm trying to decide. There's. Do you want to hear the rat or the goose? You oh, get to pick. Okay. Rat. Paint can rat? Paint can rat. Paint can rat story. Christmas Eve is when my family puts up the Christmas tree. We decorate and stand around the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, drinking homemade eggnog that my sister would always make, doing the whole Christmas thing. It's a vibe. People drop by. It's a hustle. It's a bustle. It's very twinkly and Christmassy. People come into the foyer. My mother usually would greet them and take their coats and then like welcome them into the living room where the Christmas tree is. My dad's sitting there having a scotch. My sister hands them an eggnog, whatever. This one Christmas, (laughs) as my mother is greeting some folks downstairs in the foyer, we hear the coats being taken off and they're entering. There's Christmas carols playing and everything. And all of a sudden we hear my mother scream. <gasps> and then we hear Steve and his wife, Veronica, both scream. And then we hear Veronica screaming again, going, oh, no, Judy. Oh, no, Judy's my mother. And then my mother, we just hear banging. And we can't figure out what the fuck is happening. And then Steve and Veronica come up the stairs. They both look shocked. The color is drained from their faces. We're like, what happened? And they're like, there was a rat. There was a rat. There was a rat in the foyer. And then my mother comes upstairs. She's holding the rat by the tail. No. A dead rat. And a paint can that she just bludgeoned the rat to death with. And she is showing them off like... Like a hunter standing on the neck of a lion. Like she is so proud of herself that she just dealt with this giant Christmas rat by beating it to death with a paint can. And she came into the living room brandishing it like it was wild. We were like, do you want to hang it on the fucking tree? What's going on, lady? No, get the rat out of here. Everyone have an eggnog. Calm down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the paint can rat. That is horrifying. (laughs) That's horrifying. It wasn't very um, holiday-tastic. That's for sure. Because you didn't actually see the murder, yeah, I, I, I have so many questions, but I don't like even know it was graphic. how to like ask them yeah. because you weren't there to see how it all went down. No, I just saw the uh, aftermath, the your, after rat. Your mom's expectation of applause is a 
yeah. wild choice. All I can think is that she was so hopped up on adrenaline. Like, you know, when you do something like that, and you're yeah, like, I just got to yeah, show yeah. everyone. Like, that was crazy because it was a big ass, like, big fucking rat. Um, highly, highly inappropriate. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> that is like the start to like a John Hughes film. Yeah. If it like that yeah. is like Home Alone 6. That's how it begins. And I will say we all gave her a moment where we appreciated and respected what she had done. And then someone, probably my sister, was like, can you? get rid of the rats so yeah, just just like, parading <laughs> it around holding it in hands if everyone wants to take a look <sighs> yeah it was wild mm -hmm. no back no no back door in that room uh in to what the outside room? wherever she killed it uh she killed it in the foyer so it's like the front porch of your house there's nowhere for that rat to go people were coming in the front door the rat was between but her it's and the open people. air or is a foyer enclosed a foyer is enclosed i see okay. yes huh it's like the front i don't know what you call it in america the front area of your house. That's not the porch. The, the lobby. The lobby of your... Where did you live, Mary Jane? <laughs> yeah. Newfoundland. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an enclosed front area where everyone takes off their coats. And Correct. Yes. Wow. Full of rats. Crazy. She killed it. Unbelievable. That's what's, a hard one to what's your go second to. holiday horror story? All right. I'll give you my choices. Mm -hmm. um, ice, fart, telegram. Oh. Um... I got to go fart. Fart. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome, producer Mark. <laughs> um, my family tradition is Christmas morning. We all hide our gifts all over the house instead of put them under the tree. Fun. And then you kind of like look for a new one and then you bring it back and everyone opens up a gift and then we all go look again and then come back, open a gift, look again. Wow. So that it takes more than just like 20 minutes and then we all fuck off to our own corners. Like it, the idea is to spend family time. Mm -hmm. And so one time, I think it might've been say sophomore year in college. That's what comes to mind. Um, I went out with all my friends from high school the night before. We all met up over the holidays. I got rip-roaring drunk, rip-roaring high with everybody at the Pink Galleon, uh, which is this spot that we all went to. Wake up the next day, not drunk, but Wait, wait, hungover. was the Pink Galleon like a strip club? No, like a pool hall. Oh, okay. Like like pool, wings, beer. I can't believe that's not a strip club. That's the best name ever for a strip club. It's a great strip club name. Yeah. Pink Galleon. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. Okay. Damn. Just had to... Good question. Also, uh, I wasn't bringing energy to the story, so thank you for interrupting. Yeah. Um, so, like, we, I wake up the next day, hungover, a little sick to my stomach, and uh, I'm like, I just need strong coffee. If you listen to the last episode, you know, my family makes piss-poor coffee. It's Ugh. very weak. It's a crime. It's a crime. It's like water with ground-up coffee in it. It's like, like they sprinkle. show the water the coffee. <laughs> ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> and... Uh, and so I go downstairs and I'm wearing my um, sweatpants and a hoodie and some socks. And I got my hands tucked into my hoodie jacket and I'm laying on my side on the floor waiting for everyone to come into the room so we can all go find our presents. <laughs> Just your normal Christmas morning fetal position. And my, and my um, but my butt is away from one couch and kind of facing the side of the room. And I had to fart. And so I was like, oh, I'll turn my butt to the couch and fart underneath the couch so that it doesn't hit the open air as we're about to start Christmas. But instead, when I farted, a little bit of poop came out because I was so drunk the night before oh. that then I just had filled my boxers and my sweats with like shit. 
And as everyone is coming into the room, I am leaving it and I'm holding my sweats tight so that it doesn't run down the cuffs. Oh, God. And I'm trying to get up the stairs and immediately the shower just kicks on and everyone's like, where's Michael? What's going on? And uh, and then I had to like they knew because I had to still discard the sweats, discard the underwear. And it was disgusting. Uh. And um, and that is how Christmas year Christmas morning started one year. Ugh. With me shitting my pants. Just lying on the floor and pooping yourself. Just <laughs> Mark called it the Christmas shart. The Christmas shart. Yeah. That sounds like a kid's book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo, so well, he, this uh, is his cousin. Yeah, he's. I, I was inspired by the him. The St. Louis Christmas shart. Yeah. All right. Fucking horrifying. Horrifying. Christmas horror stories. So what's the goose? Okay, listen. This is a good one because it also says a lot about my family. I grew up in a very... So the house with the foyer with the Christmas rat is the house that my mom lives in now. I lived in a different house when I was growing up. My dad um, and mom had this awesome house that was like a very typical um, Newfoundland house in that it was only, you would only heat a couple of rooms at a time because heat was very expensive and it was like a big old drafty house. Mm. So there was this kind of like situation where you would just like keep the living room warm for, you know, evenings and stuff. And then when you would go to bed, you would turn that heat off. And maybe you would heat up your bedroom a little bit or whatever. Um, so that's just a little context for how the house worked. So we were getting ready for our Christmas dinner. And there was this very special, like I think most families have like the Christmas stuff that you pull out. Like you use that platter once a year or those wine glasses or whatever. And there's this very special platter that the goose would go on. And my mother was pulling the Christmas goose out of the oven. And she's like, can someone grab me the platter? And we went to the sideboard to grab the Christmas platter and it wasn't there. And of course, this was like a fucking five alarm fire because obviously someone had like broken in and stolen it or whatever. It was like, a, oh my God, terrible. The Christmas platter is gone. It a was a gravy robber. Huge fucking drama. We were going all over the house looking for the Christmas platter. Oh no, no, we can't have Christmas without the goose on the special Christmas platter. And then finally, my sister turns and she just looks at me. And then she walks to the cabinet in the corner of the house that was basically a cold pantry where my parents would keep things like potatoes. It was sort of like an in-house root cellar. Like you'd keep your oranges in there. They kept most of their liquor in there. It was just like where cold things kind of got stored. And she went in and she opened the door and at the back of the top shelf, she just reached in and she pulled out the Christmas platter with the goose from the year before still on it, petrified. And my mother had put the goose on this platter into the cold pantry a year before, and then I had just forgotten about it, I guess. Oh, my God. And so we pulled it out, and it was perfectly preserved. It didn't smell. It didn't have mold on it or anything. It was fucking mummified. It was like the bog man of Christmas geese. And my sister just slid it into the trash, washed it with hot soapy water, dried it, and put the hot Christmas goose on it, and we all sat down to dinner. Wow. And, um, yeah, that felt like – I sometimes think of, you know, I didn't have a bad childhood. I actually had a great childhood, but sometimes I read books like Running with Scissors by Augustine Burroughs or, you know, like those like it was a crazy house and yeah. crazy things happened and crazy things seemed normal. That was definitely the situation with my house growing up. It was like wacky things like that were not out of the ordinary. And um, yeah, the Christmas goose. That's wild. It was a happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a 15 minute sort of like what happened? Yeah. Yeah. But the idea that that root cellar hadn't been opened or had been opened, but not paid any mind. No to one had the noticed the goose right. slowly mummifying on the top shelf. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, you're next. All right. Do I get to pick between ice and telegram? I can combine them, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I okay. can, there's a through line that I can combine them quite expertly. Oh, my God. Stitch okay. it, Mike. Stitch it. 
So Hear it. this has to do with gifts for my parents. Okay. So ice and telegram are both gifts for my parents mm -hmm. where I have struck out so hard <laughs> with something that I worked so hard on that it kind of felt like I ruined the holiday oh. because I, the, it was just like, I just missed the mark in every way. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. So the first one, uh, let's say it was like my junior year. I know I was in college and I was like, I don't have any money. So I'm going to just get one big gift for everybody. And I want it to be big and I want it to be unique and original. What can I afford? Mm -hmm. I got like 500 bucks total. Yeah. I know what I'll do. I'll call a ice sculptor and have them deliver a huge ice sculpture for our front yard on Christmas Day. Amazing. And I might not be able to get anyone else more than a little thing here, a little thing there, but I can get an ice sculpture that plants the seed that the Glazer fucking family is here for a Christmas. So let's celebrate. And here's the picture of me. If you go to the YouTube, here's a picture of me, my mom and my brother in front of my NASA rocket Christmas ice sculpture that says Merry Xmas from the Glazers. You can see the absolute blank expression by my mom, Wendy Glazer, the forced smile by my brother, Matt Glazer. My dad didn't even, he's like, I'll take the picture. Don't oh, worry wow. about it. Nobody liked my ice sculpture for the front yard. And then they just kind of left it and that was where it lived. And then we moved on with the day. That's so crazy because that is the most fun ever to have a NASA. How did you hit on the NASA design? What was that about? I found a local St. Louis ice sculptor mm -hmm. and they had kind of like their form models that they could put things into and on. Oh, And so I called him and I was like, I know it's Christmas day, so I don't want to ask somebody to deliver it. But if we could deliver it on Christmas day, I'll pay extra. And um, which one do you want? And I was like, the NASA rocket. Okay. Please. And they said, yeah, we what can were do the, this for you. What were your other options? Oh, my God. They were really talented. Yeah. I don't remember. You could get a standard block with words in it. Okay. Um, like nothing a headstone. As intricate, <laughs> yeah. Nothing as intricate as a butterfly. But I think big pieces of ice was kind of their key I think thing. the NASA rocket is such a bizarre, like, wonderful, weird, fun. fun thing to have show up on your lawn. Also, it looks like there was no snow happening in St. Louis on this particular this looks like just a rainy day in St. Louis. So did that thing just melt yeah. real fast? Yeah. The rain just hit it and it was like gone by 3 p.m. Did you Which, do thank God, is probably what my family thought. Did you do shots off it or anything? Anything fun? Wouldn't that have been great? Shots of hot cocoa? Yeah, hot cocoa. Whatever. You, I mean, it's there now. Let's have some fun with yeah, it. Yeah, rumple mints. Yeah, exactly. Anything. anything. Nope. We got one picture without my dad and two people not enjoying it. Boy. Followed by my mom's birthday, December 30th, which is a hard birthday for anyone because New Year's Eve is right there and people don't want to do a birthday and a New Year's Eve. You get one or the other and quite frankly, I'm choosing New Year's Eve every fucking time. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I put our heads together to give my mom a really special birthday. And we were like, you know what she's going to want? A singing telegram. Okay. And you were there then. So you can fucking attest <laughs> to this. I'm just calling it out, Mary Jane. Let's call it out. You were there. I was there. And we it, we're about to sit down for dinner, which was its own thing. And there's a knock on the door and a woman in a beautiful gown with a big thing for Wendy shows up and we all come out and she hands us all whistles and kazoos to sing with her. And we all sing with the singing telegram to Wendy who didn't crack one smile, 
the singing telegram woman started to cry and then walked back to her van where I had to run after her. And she's like, I don't think I should be doing this. And I'm like, here's $200 in tip. Thank you so much. This isn't your fault. And she's like, did I do something wrong? And I was like, no, my family just doesn't enjoy life. Here you go. I'm so sorry. Never give up on your dreams. Oh, my God. I apologize. I got a feather bow out of it. And uh Great memories. Great fucking memories. <laughs> Who doesn't want an ice sculpture and a singing telegram, man? I just nobody is the answer. I, hope, I, I well, feel like it was enjoyed, even though maybe it wasn't communicated that it was enjoyed. It was still fun. We had fun. Yeah. I had fun. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want a singing telegram? If I gave you a singing telegram oh, I'd sometime? Oh, I'd lean in so hard. You would love it. It, yes. One, I would love it too. What a fun thing that like most people don't get. Yeah. I've never had life, one. Right. Ooh. What a fun surprise. A yeah. human being comes and sings to you and they can sing so well. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. So, okay. Well, I've got new gift ideas for you now. Well, because... I, I'll let you know what I'm getting everyone. Okay. Towels. Oh, you're all just going to get nice towels. Okay. I feel like that's the only thing that everyone can agree on is a great gift. Yeah, it's a good one. Towels a nice are good. Towel. Yeah, towels are towels, napkins, and sheets. Linens. Linens. Mm -hmm. Now I don't like napkins. Oh, give a girl a set of sheets, she's gonna fall in love with you forever. Really? Yo, Brooklinen has a sale right now. Get on there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know women like sheets. Women love sheets. Women love sheets. Men do not think about sheets. Men don't change their sheets. Men are fucking weird and gross about their sheets. Women love... Okay, Mark's like, not me. Okay, but I love fresh sheets. I love clean, fresh, crisp, beautiful linen sheets with a crisply made bed. And oh my God, there's nothing like sliding into a clean bed after you're freshly showered and a like toasty little... like clean t-shirt or a pair of pjs whatever your steez is sometimes i just sleep naked to feel the nice sheets oh sheets <laughs> <laughs> all day wow yeah amazing sheets good to know so, really good to also know. towels yeah yeah okay i did recently have a towel that i thought was too thick i thought it was too fluffy too oh, squishy too plushy yeah it was interesting how did it absorb water great but it felt kind of like wrapping myself in a fur rug uh, you know, the heavy. I kind of want of like it. a slimmer, you know, one that drapes a little more. I kind of like want it like a beach towel level. Have you ever just wrapped a robe and used it as a towel? Yeah, of course. Right, but I still need a second towel. Okay, for my hair. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Do you do you just do the straight to straight to robe move? I never have. I just thought of it for the first time, <laughs> but obviously it's not an original idea. I was just like, a robe is a nice towel. Maybe I'll get you. Do you have a nice robe? I have that pink one with the hood. Oh yeah, I feel like you need a super absorbent terry cloth robe. Maybe we'll maybe there's some linens in your future for this Christmas, Mike. Maybe so, because I just recently found out I'm the naked guy in my apartment complex. So a robe would probably do everyone some You're favors. You're the naked guy. There's always one, man or woman, or however you identify. There is a naked person roaming around with the windows open. Yes. All that every complex has one. I just recently found out I'm that. I'm him. With no blind you don't close your blinds. No, because I'm on the top floor and fuck it. Okay. I don't want to have to close my blinds to feel comfortable in my place. And are you fully, fully, fully naked? Yeah, of course. No, no nothing on. Not, no, I'm. I live alone. Not I even an rent. oven mitt. Uh, a little <laughs> oven mitt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know? And so I say, fuck it. I don't. I pay rent. You close your blinds. Okay. I'm not closing my blinds to go about my day. You know what Fair I mean? Fair enough. That's how I feel. I'm not against it. But a robe, you know, it would be nice. Would you it wear would it? Feel good. Mm, I would wear it like once a week. Okay, I'm not getting you a fucking robe then. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? Like, what what's on your list? Um, do you have a list? I can tell you I want a Chemex. 
Yeah. I said this last week. The yeah. pour over coffee situation. I'm about it. Sheets all day. Sheets. Always love a candle. Okay. Um, you know what I always get you that you never use? What's that? Like a gift certificate of com- some kind. I've gotten you sneaker cleaning gift certificate. I tried to use a that. A frame s- gift certificate. I- a pottery class gift certificate. Oh my God. And you haven't used any of them. And that is three separate years. Absolutely unfair. I just tried to redeem my sneaker cleaning certificate two times. And the first time he said, I'm too busy and I can't come by and pick them up. And the second time he said, I don't pick them up anymore. I opened a brick and mortar and I'm in Pasadena. So you have to drive your sneakers over to me over here. So next time I go to Pasadena, I will definitely take my beautiful studio fucking goods nikes that i bought with you when we were in new york over to him and have them clean professionally with the gift certificate that you gave me which was so generous and so thoughtful and i loved it and it was a great gift but i've tried to redeem it twice also the pottery class lady is fucking crazy and you knew this and you told me when you bought that you were like i'm not so sure about this because you know mona or whatever the hell her name is seems a little unhinged she was telling me about like family drama i think when you like no you didn't you say yeah i called her on the phone and she was like telling me all about her like mom's illness and i was like i just want a gift certificate (laughs) yeah i want a gift certificate to give to someone for a pottery class and i've tried to redeem that six or seven times mike and i haven't told you about it because i don't want you to like Go over to Mona's place and get mad. Throw a cocktail through the window. (laughs) So unfair on those two fronts. And on the frame tip, I have something that I really want to get framed, but I just haven't gone to that store yet. Okay. So that one you're guilty of, but the other two are not your fault. I'm super not guilty of the... I did try to redeem both of them multiple times. I almost want to return both of those and just give you the money to use on something more reasonable. You give great gifts. I've had so many wonderful gifts from you, like my amazing coffee maker. Um, You've given me a great knife. You've given me like... All sorts of fucking That's cool a really good gift. A knife. A, sh- a knife sharpening delivery. Yeah, you gave me that incredible knife sharpening delivery. You also gave me an at-home knife sharpener, like just so on point. Yes, wonderful. We've given each other cool kitchen stuff. Like I feel like we're pretty good with like, you know, not giving each other things that we're not going to use. Absolutely. We co-own a Le Creuset that just lives at my house, yeah. which I think is sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but like everyone who gives me a plant, it ends up at your place. Yeah, it's That's true. probably one of the worst gifts I've ever gotten. A plant? A plant. Something you need to take care of. Yeah, like here's that, an errand. Yeah, it was that time I get like when I gave my dad a dog and he was like, I just retired. Why are you giving me a job? Yeah, exactly. I don't want a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, plants are jobs and I don't yeah, want a job. I so feel that. I think that's a bad gift for me. I'm not going to give you that. Yeah. One I of might the... give you a bath mat. Mm. I was just over at your place the other day and I was like, this is like weird that you don't have a bath mat. What's it for? When you get out of the shower and you don't drip on the floor. It's nice and cozy under your feet. But the water evaporates everywhere. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being serious. Have you ever gotten out of the shower onto a nice cozy bath mat with your, where your toes dig into the pile? Like at my suite at the Palms when mm-hmm. we did the MJs? Yeah. Yeah. They have a towel that you're supposed to lay down. It's a bath mat. Outside the shower. Yep. Yeah. Bath mat. I did that. Mm-hmm. Was it nice? But after you shower, don't they don't they get gross by the end of the week because of all the residual water runoff that becomes Yes, you have to wash them. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. When you change your sheets. <laughs> Annually. <laughs> what oh my God. Okay, I'm not giving you a bath mat. God damn it, you're hard to buy for. Okay, we'll figure it out. A bath mat, I understand. I understand the, the idea of it. Okay. I understand it. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're already in the gift part of this. Can I tell you, can I tell you a fantastic gift that I received once that I think many people would have been like, that's a terrible gift. And I thought it was so great. Mm. I came home to the apartment that I share with my boyfriend in New York and he had gift wrapped the toilet 
And it was because he had bought and installed a really cool toilet seat that was lucite and it was full of tropical fish and it was beautiful and it was nice and it was a more comfortable seat than like the shitty fucking plastic vinyl seat that was on there shitty and uh he gift wrapped the toilet i love that (laughs) and i was like yeah that's great that's a fun gift i thought it was fun i thought it was creative it made sense i thought of him every time i went to the bathroom Mm -hmm. which you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's good i thought it was good dang it was one of the best gifts i've ever received um Wow, it's hard for me to top that. I love the creativity of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing. I think you kind of win with that. It was it's good. So fun. It was fun. I think that's the thing. It was like it was very tongue in cheek. He was like, "I hope you don't mind, but yeah. here's one of your Christmas gifts." And like sometimes for things like that, like you know, I there are things that I want this year mm-hmm. that are practical or uh, something that will upgrade my life. Yeah. But. A wrapped toilet seat is far more memorable to me and sweeter and just more thoughtful. Like I will take something like that over, like I want a sound bar for my TV because um, I think like TVs appropriately and wisely make the volume way too soft so that you have to buy a sound bar. Like I understand the game, nice sure. little racket, do your thing. So I want a sound bar. Okay. But I would much rather get a wrapped toilet seat. It's so much more memorable. It is fun. I, uh, I'll, I'll come up with something fun to give you. I feel like this holiday, because I think you're going to be not going home for Christmas, right? Oh, no. No. And I think I'm also not going to be ho- going home for Christmas. So I think it'll be a time to be creative and fun and bring each other a little sprinkle of joy yeah. into each other's lives. Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to think of something fun to do for you and give to you, Mike. I have a pitch. Maybe I'll give you a dog. What? <laughs> I do want a cat. What's your pitch? Um, If you want to get a great gift for your loved ones, you should get tickets to our upcoming tour. Hey, Yes. Fuck the feds. The North the American feds. tour. Yep. March and April. March 1st, 3rd, and 6th. We're all over California. Uh, by now, link will be in our link tree on our Instagram and everywhere else. This show description. We're going on a North American tour. We are so excited. And uh, it starts in California and maybe ends on 420 in California as well. Yeah, we'll see. Links and show dates are still being updated. But um, sorry, I stepped on it when you said the name. What's the name of the tour? Fuck the Feds tour. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go to Sacramento, Berkeley and San Diego to start out. And those links will be up and running. And we would love to pack those shows out so we can bring the show to all different kinds of venues and cities that we have never been to. So, yeah, give it to your friends. Put it in your stocking. Put it in your friend's stocking. Put it in your stocking for yourself. <laughs> I'll buy you a ticket, Mike. Yeah, I'd love that. That's Here's a, a ticket gift. to your show. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Good plug. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, other good gifts? Yeah. Well, we kind of have an assortment of things that I just wanted to do a little rundown on before we wrap this for our, our Time Machine episode. Uh, one of the things is the Uka, which I think is such a neat... And you did a video for them. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. They reached out and they were like, do you want to make a quick reel for Uka? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is it? And they're like, well, I you can't use the words I'm about to use, but they're not paying me for this one. And so it is a hookah for weed pods. Yeah. And also a friend of mine, Allie, got one because she lives in the back house. Uh, the front house has a bunch of kids and they don't want to have to go outside to smoke a joint they right. want to be able to smoke in their house but also they don't want everywhere to smell like weed when kids are around yep and this is no smell yep you can get stoned 
it's pretty freaking great. Yep. No smoke, all vapor. And it's perfect. Obviously, like if you're looking at our YouTube, you can see it. It's beautiful. It's for sharing and for having fun with friends. And there are all different kinds of formulations that the pods come in. I'm going to hit this right now. I'm so yeah. excited. There's indica, sativa, it's been hybrid. Heating up. Um, and then you can just get regular pods too. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. That's great. So hit up Uka. And it's fun. Like if you like weed tech, I think this is something that's like a coffee table conversation piece that's also, you know, uh, great for novices because they have all, you know, kinds of different. Like I think you can get just regular CBD pods if you just kind of want to be like weed adjacent or whatever. Totally. And then also you can get your flower in, uh, you know, higher formulations and doses. Well done. Well right. said. Well, it's nice. It's good. It's I mean, good. if you were going to like, hold on. Oh, yeah, we've got. We've got pictures. We've got a gift guide picture. So there's the Uka picture. In, mm -hmm. So you can get Indica, Sativa, and Hybrid. And then there's all kinds of like CBD ones that you can also get. Happy hour. Vibe. Get Zen. Sweet. <laughs> oh. Ghost of Christmas <laughs> present. Um, I, I uh, On the vaporizer tip, mm -hmm. um, I know I'm trying to bring glass back. I love a glass pipe more than anything. But on the vaporizer tip, the storks stores and stores and bickle. Stores yeah. and bickle. Yep. The venti. Yes. Is an awesome vape. It's so so stores and bickle have been making vaporizers forever. I remember when I saw the volcano, which is stores and bickle, 20 years ago. And I was like, what is happening? Everyone's seen the volcano. It's that, you know, desktop volcano shaped vaporizer that fills a bag. Yeah, you just smoke a Ziploc bag. And it's fantastic because what it, I didn't understand at the time, I was like, why would this even exist? But it's great for patients who can't have smoke. It's like the original giant and like hide, you know, you fill that vapor bag, you're gonna get really stoned. Yeah. Um, so the desktop vapor volcano vaporizer was the first of the stores and pickle line, I think. And then they came out with the mighty and the crafty, which were both handhelds and the venti is their new handheld. And it's so cool because it kind of looks like, what is it? A garage remote? <laughs> is it an old cell phone? <laughs> like, we don't know. It's just like very stealth. It's very German looking, like hot, super designed. We actually got to talk to the um, guy who invented it at the weed party that we went to. Yeah. It was great. Jürgen. Jürgen. Shout out Jürgen. And even though it's German, I'm good with it. <laughs> it's a good product. Yeah, it you really know? is. Like that's the best testimonial I can give. Yeah. So it's very um, user friendly. Like you can dial up and down the temperature really easily. It's very sort of intuitive to use. It feels good in your hand, fits right in your pocket, stealth. Yeah. Check it out. What's next? Um, oh, well, we got to shout out Puffco. Come on now. The, they're just the best. We love Roger so much. We love Puffco so much. They All of their products. I mean, it doesn't matter which one you choose. Their holiday sale right now is popping. I love the proxy. It's my favorite thing to smoke out of, hands down. Um, it's a pipe that you can carry around. It fits in your hoodie. It fits in your pocket. It is easy to clean. But it's I an electronic it everywhere. rig. And it's electronic, but you don't need water for it. Like It is just a perfect piece of machinery. And then at home, you know I've got my hot knife and you know I've got my Puffco on my desk. Desk, and yeah. it is just like my go-to use for every situation. And we've got the Peak Pro here. It's If you love hash, if you love the flavor of cannabis concentrates, you're really going to do yourself a big favor by setting yourself up with a Puffco because it's not only a wonderful, again, cannabis conversation piece of like people who love technology, but when we went to the launch for the Puffco Peak Pro, Roger was saying that his true intention is to have the device actually disappear like you're just engaging with the hash. Yeah. And I love that so much. Like yeah. a true tech nerd who's like, yeah, I want this to disappear. And you're just having a conversation with your delicious fucking, you know, oil or whatever. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So hit up Puffco for 
anyone you love who loves hash and concentrates. Absolutely. The best. I, I think the the unsung hero of the Puffco product line is that hot knife. That hot knife is so cool. It's crucial. Yep. So if you don't know, like oil and hash, it's sticky. It's super sticky. And so you use this hot knife and you hold down the and you scoop it and then you use the button and the knife tip heats up so that it cleanly slides into your Puffco uh, devices mm -hmm. and then it's really easy to clean with a quick q-tip and you can do it again otherwise you're using those metal uh scoopers mm -hmm. and they get sticky and stringy and they're a bitch to clean that hot, hot knife is such a game changer and it's such a good stocking stuffer and it's it's truly like the most brilliant like what what is a problem that needs fixing yes that's that's everything to me, man. Yep. That's a great starter investment piece for sure. If you know, you know, like for anyone who loves hash, give them a hot knife. You don't even need to have any other Puffco, anything to have the hot knife and yeah, just slide it on into your piece. Exactly. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to shout another what one out. What else do we have on our list of gift stuff? Uh, you know. Oh, Scent Air. This year was so great for so many things. And one of them was working with Scent Air. So lovely to have this incredible company send us all of the different uh, scents that we've been using in the studio. Pine they use Forest. it at the Palms. Yeah, that's right. At Man, <laughs> come on. If it's good enough for a penthouse at the Palms, it's good enough for my studio apartment that doesn't even have a bath mat. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. Fantastic. They've got a holiday sale going on. If you use our code GRUB, I think you get 25% off. They've got all different scents. They've got Gingerbread Man and Noel and... Um, gingerbread Day. Ginger, right. Yes. Please. Okay. Gingerbread Person. Thank you. Right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Mary Jane, and I just saved you from ruthless cancellation oh, you're, you're saving me from so much lately Mike. i looked it up let's get there real quick right now i okay. looked up the origin okay let's hear it okay so i we... recently had a moment <laughs> where i was like what's happening i said we were filming a video we don't need to say where it might have yeah it hasn't dropped yet it hasn't dropped yet but we were on set with some fancy people in a fancy studio millions of youtube followers millions of youtube followers we we're having a great day and we were given different toys to play with. And I was given one to play. It was like, you know, get high and do fun stuff. Yep. It was a great day. And I was handed something and I called it a Chinese finger trap. And you said. Do you want to take that again? No, no. What you, I said. You said. It's I, called a finger trap. You said it's just called a finger trap. And then one of the other people on set said, do you want to take that again? So I had to take it again and say finger trap instead of Chinese finger trap. Mm -hmm. And afterwards I was talking about it with you. And I was like, let's find out the origin to know how wrong I was to use the word Chinese to describe this finger trap. So please. Because I, before I read it, I do understand your like, I, I don't think annoying frustration is the word to describe how you were feeling. My but, annoying frustration. But you were like, you were like the idea that I can't call it a Chinese finger trap anymore. And it's just called a finger trap mm -hmm. is a level of racism that is um, difficult to like understand and wrap my head around when there was such bigger, bigger, bigger pieces of problems in the world. I just, tr I truly, truly understand how loaded so many things are. I really fucking do. Um, this one felt like an overreach Yeah. for me. Yeah. But also here to learn and hear more. Why is it like, there's so many, like, I think, can I just say real quick, there were a couple of years ago when we were talking about things and we were, I, I think I found out that the term picnic that we shouldn't say picnic. And I was like, that's an that, interesting yeah. one to grapple with because it is so steeped into 
American consciousness as a yeah, word that who is was just on the pod who said that? I can't remember. And then we really looked at the origins of it and we're like, yeah, if you really drill all the way down into it, you should you just say dining outside or, you know, having a meal with friends on a blanket in the park or whatever, however it is, but that the word picnic itself is problematic. And I understood that in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that I don't understand these things. It's just sometimes I get tripped up. And then in being tripped up, I feel awkward and weird. And then sometimes that is irritating, you know, like it's, it's uncomfortable. Yes. So let's hear it. The history of the finger trap. Yes. It was initially sold as the girlfriend trap. Oh, shit. And has been available since the 1870s when it was recorded as a girl catcher the first recorded use of the term finger trap was characterized to characterize the toy was in 1900 in an american newspaper the earliest known use of the term chinese finger trap was in 1953 racist as hell in an advertisement for the device in a newspaper in ohio fucking racist as hell wild I truly am so grateful to Isn't you for wild? the correction and so grateful to learn about that. Yeah. It is just a fucking finger trap. It's an American invention. Mm-hmm. Fuck and, your stupid racism. And in, the 1950, and in 1953, yeah. I don't, I'm not a history guy, so I don't know what wars were, I don't know what was going on then, but the idea of like, let's call it this, this Yo. like subtle racism to sell to American consumers well, is really way, interesting. The way that America treated Chinese immigrants overall is absolutely fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Like the history of America, the way Americans have treated all different and, well, immigrants, and but like specifically. Like, girlfriend trap's not going to work. Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to call it the girlfriend trap from now on. <laughs> That's wild. Thank you for that. So that makes me feel better about being offered the opportunity to correct it and glad to learn about it. And also, yeah, like there is a reason to be careful with all of that stuff. Would you, because I'm going to transition to our next gift. Mm-hmm. Is it a segue king? Would you make a sandwich about the girlfriend trap? Because um, you have a great t-shirt that people can get for Christmas. Thank you for the offer with the segue. I would really have to noodle on how to make a sandwich about this. But yes, if people are looking for a way to uh, celebrate sandwiches and feminism, I do have t-shirts. Uh, my Sandwich, My Choice with the design by our friend Michael Walker. They're available. We'll put a link in the show notes. And a uh, portion, 25% goes to uh, support the uh, reproductive rights project, the women's reproductive rights project, um, which goes to abortion funds all around the country. And it's, um, yeah, it's all about you have my, a second one too, but I didn't want to double up pictures. I apologize. Uh, quit projecting bitch. That's what I have. Very fun. So yeah, if you're not following my sandwich project over at it's the Mayo for me, I think anyone who listens to this podcast at this point knows I make sandwiches and talk about feminism and reproductive rights and other stuff and have a great time doing it. Congrats on just hitting 12 K too. Thank you. Such a short amount of time to grow up to 12,000 followers. That's Appreciate cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a cool ride. Um, my what clothing one that I picked. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wear it everywhere. The Oakland Hyphae. Yes. Um, hoodie. Shout out Reggie. He's a real one. Are you going to grab it so you can actually show off the back of it on here? Because it's uh, an iconic shirt that gets a lot of attention. Check it out. Go to, we'll put a link in the show. I don't think you can see. You need to hold it open. Yeah. It's, it says fuck around and find out. And it's the best motto for foraging and experimenting with psychedelics and all of the things. And it's just fucking meaningful as shit. And mm-hmm. the organization is great. And Reggie's the coolest. And they got into South by Southwest this year. That's right. They're doing a panel on psychedelics. Yeah. So support Oakland Hyphae if you want to go and check out their whole line of merch. We'll add a link in the show notes. And that also is a good reminder for what I think is a cool holiday gift. Give a gift to a Substack. <laughs> Bless you. 
Thank a you. subscription to a Substack. You can subscribe to Oakland Hyphae or our friend Christina at Fruit and Flower or my Substack at uh, My Sandwich, My Choice. Like giving someone a subscription to Julian Stern, Sternal Journal, whatever it is. Like find a Substack that you think someone might be interested in. Then you're supporting a friend and their work. It's not expensive for a year's subscription. It's not. And media is dead. So you have to support people directly. It's really the only way anymore. Yep. It's, uh, oh, I don't know. Do we have a picture for that one? I'm not sure where anything is. You were running the show over here. Um, yeah, Substack subscriptions or just subscriptions in general to like, you know, uh, tours, national tours for a <laughs> comedy podcast going on the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, another one was uh, just a couple more here. Laura Ann's Jams. Oh, yeah. Laura Ann's Jams. She has another small business. Best freaking jams. Woman owned small business. Our friend Laura Ann. She has supported us. She supported the sandwich show that I did in Venice. She makes delicious jams. She was an answer to a Jeopardy question and featured in Oprah magazine. She's a big deal jam maker. Her stuff is delicious. She has holiday boxes. And who doesn't love jam? And you can put them on like charcuterie boards and serve them with sliced meats and make cocktails with them. It's not just jam for toast. No, nipples, anything. Nipples, all the things. Necks. Buttholes. Buttholes. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Little butthole jam. Yeah. Dingleberry flavor. Ha ha. Ann. Yes, we will take this ad down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. No, we can't. Um, also, shout out Bad Manners, new cookbook, That's Friends right. of the Show. Yep. Hungry as Hell. Their cookbook just came out. It's their fifth. They've hit the top of the charts on the New York Times with their cookbooks oh, nice. every fucking time. Crazy, amazing recipes, beautiful photos, gorgeous book will make anyone in your life happy. And finally, I think finally, I'll check, but finally, uh, oh, I have one after this, but this is uh, this is Alice Moon, correct? High on plants. Yeah. There are these earrings. If you're looking at the YouTube, I'm actually wearing them. Uh, they're these beautiful weed leaf earrings. They come in a bunch of different colors. They're lightweight and flexible, which I love because I love wearing big earrings, but I also have delicate, tiny, little, sweet, fragile, very feminine um, expensive earlobes mm -hmm. that should only ever Insured. be tiny little expensive diamonds on them mm -hmm. <laughs> and earrings like this. Uh, and they are great. And I like their whole line. They're called high on plants. They've got a beautiful color pop. They're made with sustainable recycled materials and they're doing good work over there. Yeah. So congrats to those guys on their line of fashion accessories nice my final one is new brew check out new brew Yo. they have delicious drinks that make me feel really good i think kratom is good for me yeah i really do like i am all about it i feel much better than a red bull i don't feel crabby there's no crash i like new brew a lot kava and kratom yes. in there and they have a bunch of different flavors they just came out with a mango flavor they obviously have our favorite adult palmer which is the citrus our second favorite uh goy rogers <laughs> which is the berry flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. New brew. New brew. Oh, and you can use our code. We'll put it in the show link. There's an affiliate code. If you buy it and using our code, you get money off and we also get some amount of clicks. 16 pennies. Sense. But it's an, it's like it's either weed and grub or it's weed or weed grub or grub. Just try all the combinations. Yep. I don't feel like looking it up before I do this episode's show description. Grubby weed. Grubby weed. Just <laughs> type a couple things. Mike, Mike's mad. Uh, no, I'm not mad at all. Not at all. This is, I'm having a really good time. Um, that is kind of the end of my side of the gift giving. Did anything else come to mind for you? No, I think that's it. Okay, nice. Um, I don't. Can I just be real with you? Of course, always, please. I don't feel like doing news this week. No way. 
I'm having a fun time. It's the oh, holiday spirit. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the FDA cracking down on CBD. They're in always food. cracking down on CBD. Okay. So that's not news. Like right. the news we were going to talk about isn't news. It's that the FDA sucks and fucking CBD is unregulated. And if you want to be regulated by the FDA, don't put CBD in your stuff. Go to our tour. <laughs> fuck the feds. <laughs> oh, get it together. You know, whoever's screwing you is whoever's behind the desk in the White House. It is not specific to any party or president. The feds are never going to get it together. They've always sucked. They suck under Biden. They sucked under Obama. They sucked under Trump. They're going to suck under whoever wins next year. Please, Jesus, God, let it not be Trump. The feds suck on cannabis regulation because they are motivated to never regulate it properly because the money isn't there. The money is from all of the other places, big pharma, the prison industrial complex, all that stuff that we've gone on and on and on about on here. So fuck them. You yeah, know, that's they the can't news. fucking get it together. Yeah. Get it together. That's nice. It. Damn right. I'm over I'm, it. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite way to do the news. Nice job, Mary Jane. Well, would, I guess we can do I'm over it or we can do creamed corner. Uh, let's do cream corner. Okay. What's your cream corner? This I week? love, I'm so excited to go to the East coast and tour some of the States that are close to my, where my heart lives, the North Atlantic, because you know what I love? A fucking lobster roll. <clears throat> I love a lobster roll. I love the pop, the juicy pop of lobster in my mouth. I love the drawn butter. I love the sweetness of a brioche bun. I love a little sprinkle of chives, some malt on salt on there. Get it with a side of hot fries, maybe a blooming onion, crack a cold beer, sit back, relax. Boom. You're having a good day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Do you like your lobster roll with like light mayo mixed in or do you like it kind of clean with that drawn butter? I like it clean with the drawn butter, although there is in St. Andrew's, New Brunswick, a lobster roll. If you walk all the way out on the pier, they've got the only lobster roll that I like with mayo and it's like finely chopped and it's more sort of, um, I don't even know. Like, like a, a seafood salad almost. Like a mince. Yeah. 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 And they serve it on a kind of a hot dog bun. I don't even know what they do to it to make it so fucking good because I normally don't like that. I, I usually want the big chunks with the drawn butter and the salt and the chives. Yeah. That's my jam. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's just a good day. Would you take a lobster roll over crab or mussels or oysters? Like what what's your seafood um S-tier seafoods? Was this is we're talking seafood sandwiches. Oh, that's so true. So let's do a fried fried clam. Yo. Uh a shrimp po' boy. Yeah. A is there a crab sandwich besides in sushi? A crab sandwich? Oh, I guess I soft shell crab sandwich but know. that makes like me feel cake. that's like veal of the sea it's yeah. really sad yeah um <laughs> it's sad poor little things yeah hey just eat this thing whole you animal they don't have a chance <laughs> didn't even get to harden their little carapace poor things fucking veal oh my god um, so yeah is number one lobster roll for you or lobster. is there a po' boy up there that ranks above it a fried oyster po' boy hell yes mm. but lobster number one fried oyster po' boy number two shrimp po' boy number three yeah yeah. Those would be my rankings. Would you agree with me that a ceviche is a sandwich because you put it on a chip no. or a piece of baguette? No. This is you saying that nachos are a shattered sandwich? Uh-huh. No, ceviche is not part of a sandwich. Okay. Oh, a camera just died. No, no, it's the uka. The oh, uka okay. turned off. <laughs> um, yes, a, uh, a ceviche on bread is an open-faced sandwich, technically. I did make... In one of the videos, sandwich videos, I did make an open-faced kind of like shrimp cocktail sandwich. Not really a sandwich. Okay. Just kind of shrimp cocktail on a piece of bread. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are your what's your sandwich ranking? Um, well, my my I'm over it was gonna be the lobster roll, actually. 
Because I think it's the biggest ripoff in the sandwich game. What? It's a $50 sweet bug in a very small quantity. It's absolutely what? not worth it at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so the most funny. decadent and fun thing to have. <laughs> if, it's it, it's like a holiday in your mouth. I was just in Boston for Thanksgiving and they took us to one of the top premier lobster roll shacks. Okay. And everyone got one. I took a bite of my brother's and I was like, this is bullshit. Oh my this God. This is $35 bullshit. You're basing this about, you took a bite of your brother's? A 30, it's, it's, it's the size of like a, it's smaller than a six inch sub. It's $35. Drawn butter is overrated as fuck. Drawn butter tastes like nothing. All it is is like coating your mouth with a hint of butter. Oh. It's absolutely, it needs salt. It needs elevation. The, the fucking lobster is just like a hint of sweet. Nope. It may as well be like tea. It's like CT. Yo. Because it's such absolute crap. Where was this place that you went and what was it called? It's number one in the game. I it's the stevia even... of butter. Oh, Thank you, Mark. Jesus Drawn butter is absolute bullshit. You guys are and absolutely a, crazy. It is an elevated hot dog bun nope. that it goes into. It is not worth its freaking weight. I'll go toe to toe with you over this. Do you remember when we went to Vegas and we went to Gordon Ramsay's, whatever that restaurant was? Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Kitchen Nightmares, the restaurant. That's really what it was. It was like based Hell's, on Kitchen Nightmares. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen. Hell's yeah. Kitchen. <laughs> Thank kitchen you. Nightmare, the restaurant. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. And we had Beef Wellington. Yes. And scallops. Yes. Nobody on this whole entire fucking planet can say that Beef Wellington and scallops are not delicious. They are so delicious. A well done Beef Wellington. I'm sure you've had it and you know it is. I a have very, had amazing a, Beef Wellington. It's a special dish. Yes, it is. A perfectly cooked scallop is like an angel coming down and kissing you on your fanny. Mm -hmm. It is perfect. Yes. They ruined it at that restaurant. They ruined both the Wellington and the scallop. They sliced the scallops in half first, which is just a crime. That's insane. And the Wellington was like weirdly processed. And I don't even know what it happened. Was, it was dry and it felt like they make a whole day's worth in the morning. Yeah. And then they just kind of like flash them into something to warm it up. But it's not good. Do you feel like this is potentially what happened to you with this lobster? No, ball? because I don't think lobster is that. I don't like. Oh, my God. A lobster tail is always overcooked. You have to work so hard. The, the claws are OK. I'll give you claws. I will give you a big meaty claw as a delicious bite, but yeah. uh, but that doesn't a sandwich make, nor does it make a market price um, worth its value. I'm going to have to remind you of something. You mm. made lobster rolls for my birthday, for me, during the pandemic, when we were on Molly. Yes. Roll, lobster rolls. Yeah. Lobster rolls. Mm -hmm. And you decorated them with um, roe. Yep. And they were incredible. Thank you. Do you remember how good they were? I do. And they were fantastic. You made it. Yes. But I made each of us two. Yeah. And I got Cape Cod chips. And it cost you $1,000. $1,000. But you need two lobster rolls. It you, is not, if you're going to, I'm sorry, but if you're going to spend between 30 and $50 for a snack. I don't think a lobster roll is a restaurant item. It's not a meal though. I don't think it's a restaurant item is what I'm saying. I think you need to make them yourself or like pull up in your boat to a dock in Maine where they're lowering them down in buckets, which is a million percent a thing. I know it is, but I would also be surprised if Boston didn't have fresh lobster that they're using for I'm, this. Like uh, there were lobsters in there. I could show you a picture of it. They had one to three pound lobsters mm -hmm. just sitting around in these bins yeah. and you could pull one out, pick your lobster and they'll throw it in some, uh, they'll throw it in a pot and then bring it to you with some squeeze, with a uh, lemon uh, wedges. And so, like, you know, it's as fresh as it can get as far as I know, but 
I, I, I'm sorry, man. It look, it's just, it's silly. Oh, it's a silly sandwich. All right, we are at odds on the lobster roll. I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but thank you for the compliment about me making them because I did feel like I nailed it. You fucking nailed it. It was for my birthday, and it was the pandemic birthday. It was my first pandemic birthday where I couldn't see anyone, and we were bubbled up together. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna make it special for you, and you did. And we rolled with a lobster roll while rolling. Uh, if a lobster roll was two sandwiches with some Cape Cod chips running down the middle in between the sandwiches for Mm $35, I'd be all about it. It would be in my top thing. I think it's the price for the price versus the bug. Yeah. We either, we either need to like stop doing it because those bugs are too expensive or give me more of the bug. So it feels like it's worth it. Well, you know why the lobster, uh, price of lobster went up so significantly this year is because they actually shut down a large portion of the lobster fishery in Maine in an effort to, uh, stop whales from becoming entangled in lobster gear. Wow. Yeah. So you're paying more for lobsters in order to protect whales. I don't know if that helps at it all. It doesn't because you're decimating an entire, you're you're taking jobs away. Um, yes, the lobstermen would agree with you. Yeah. For sure. And the marine conservationists who care about whales would be like, well, we're saving whales, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so wherever you come in on that debate. Yeah. Well, I've also, and I agree with Mark on this, whales are not as delicious whales, as lobster. According to everyone, whales are not as delicious as lobster. Mm-mm. Great. <laughs> They're number one in the smell game. But when it comes to flavor and yeah, taste, they're stanky, they're stank, but they're not delicious. Yeah. So, OK, I, well, I'm so glad to agree to disagree on this one. Uh, everybody, what do you think? It's a great way to bring this holiday up home. Thank <laughs> you, everyone. Sandwiches. <laughs> By arguing about lobster rolls. Um, thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. We really do hope that uh, you have some great uh, holiday shopping time and get your friends and loved ones the things that you want to get them or make them. Make all your gifts this year. Fuck capitalism. Don't buy a thing. Buy nothing Mm -hmm. recycle things Mm -hmm. except tour tickets except tour tickets (laughs) you gotta buy those (laughs) (laughs) they're in the show notes um is that time to bring it home because you know i gotta get on a plane okay let's do buds of the week buds of the week first or second i'll go first okay because it's my friends kate and john who have been looking after mr archie moo while i've been hopping all around traveling and um archie moo and i stayed at their place and looked after pearl and now they're returning the favor with archie kate and john are the fucking best they're in an amazing Fleetwood Mac tribute band called Rumors. If you have a chance to catch them, it is truly just the best night. And then John is also in a Bowie tribute band called The Last Band on Earth or The Band Who Fell to Earth. I can't remember. Anyway, great fucking musicians and friends and dog lovers and beautiful people. If you're looking at the uh, picture on our YouTube, they're pretty hot. Hot and, you know, brooding, sexy, good looks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I cooked steak in your kitchen the night before I left. Never gonna live it down. You, you shouldn't. It's I, a one-time it's lesson. The worst. <laughs> my butt of the week is a younger picture of them. I love them. No, I'm just kidding. It's my cousins, uh, Molly and Elizabeth, Cute. on my dad's side. Uh, this is them in 1988, and um, I reconnected with them recently because they got my dad's whole side of the family to come to go to Boston for that Thanksgiving uh, reunion, and it wouldn't have happened without them. And now I feel like I have a growing new relationship with everyone on my dad's side of the family from uncles to aunts to cousins to whatever I am to Molly and Elizabeth's kids, step cousin, second cousin, something First like cousin that. First cousin once removed. First cousin. I don't know. Just a guy who seems to want to 
us to like him in mm-hmm. a weird thirsty way because he is holding on to his youth even though he will never understand us because we're 12 uh-huh. that maybe that's what i am to them yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how they refer to you yeah exactly uh-huh. um, but either way i just like i deeply deeply appreciate them working so hard to have us all come together and also it feels great to reconnect with them and hopefully that continues to foster and grow so shout out to my buzz of the week molly and elizabeth family fam Fam, fam, fam. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good things. Well, thank you everyone for hanging with us again. We'll be back next week with uh, some more holiday fun for you. In the meantime, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Email us at wg at weedandgrub.com. Please check out tickets to our shows coming up. Tell your friends about it. We're excited to pack out the houses for this uh, tour. And, uh, and we can smoke inside all of the venues. No, we can't. <laughs> but you can meet us in the parking lot. Where we will give you MDMA. Well, okay. <laughs> you heard it from Mike. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.